That music is so much cooler than I am. Good gracious, how do you walk out to that? Welcome to 2024 Upward Family. So good to see y'all. I missed y'all last week. We were online only last week, about 10 o'clock last week. I was really feeling like a sinner. Was anybody else? I was like, I'm lost. Where are my church family? So it's a big family reunion today. We're so glad to be back with y'all again, and we want to welcome in 2024 in a big way. We're beginning a new series today, as Matthew shared, called Bold Moves. We're going to make some bold moves in 2024. You're going to come, become bolder yourself in 2024. Whether you knew it or not, this is a year of boldness for you like you've never seen before. Now, 2023 was an incredible year in so many, so many ways. We saw 300 people say yes to Jesus Christ in 2023. It's an incredible thing. An incredible thing. Each weekend, we averaged over 1,400 people joining with us in worship every weekend. That's the highest mark we've ever seen. Now, we're not about attendance, but we do rejoice when God adds people to the family. More importantly than that number is we gave away this year. I want you to hear this. We gave away $717,826 in 2023. We gave away $717,000. Hear me on this. That's almost 30% of our income. Out of every dollar you gave, almost 30 cents went out to touch the community and touch the world. And that is incredible. I applaud you for being so generous. 2023 has been an incredible year. But I want to say this in good old Andy Craver language. You ain't seen nothing yet. 2024 is going to blow us away at the great thing God does. We're going to see our community transform for Jesus Christ. We're going to see more people come to Jesus. We're going to give away more than that. The year's coming, and it may be this year that we're going to give away a million dollars. Anybody ready for that? That year's coming. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, and it might be this year. You ain't seen nothing yet. We're going to ask God this year for a holy boldness. Proverbs 28.1 says that the righteous are as bold as a lion as bold as a lion, and we're asking God to give us a holy boldness for 2024. God's just been laying it on my heart, saying, Son, I want to do some good things in you, and I want to do some great things in Upward this coming year, but you guys need to be bold for me and for my cause. You need to step out. So we're going to look at that. I've been praying, and I've been fasting, and I've been asking God to set us free from the fear of man. I've been asking God to set us free from hesitation when we know we're supposed to act. I began to ask God to set us free from complacency and to spur us to action, to get out in our world and to meet needs and to change lives through the hope of Jesus Christ that lives in us. I've been praying and fasting, and in fact, we're starting this week several days of prayer and fasting as a church now, if you've never fasted before, you are in for a treat. That wasn't a joke. If you haven't fasted before, you're in for a spiritual breakthrough over the next several days. Here's what we're asking everybody to do. No pressure, but we're challenging and inviting you to do this with us as a church family. To skip one meal a day. Fasting is... is abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose and it's amazing the amount of clarity that comes to your prayer life when you're hungry 
trust me on this. We're asking you to push away one meal a day, to skip that meal, if possible for you. We know some people have some challenges and can't do that, but if possible for you, push aside at least one meal a day. And here's what's critical about this. This is not a diet, although you'll lose some weight. Push aside that meal and spend the time that you would normally spend preparing and eating that meal. Spend that time with Jesus. And just talk to him. And ask him to give you a holy boldness. And we're going to pray together in, a, in about three ways. And, and we're going to model our prayers off the prayers of the early church in Acts chapter 4. We want to pray like they prayed. Now, I want you to use your imagination this morning, and I want you to imagine with me that Upward Christian Fellowship was growing extremely quickly, and we felt a bit overwhelmed by it. That shouldn't be too hard to imagine. We were wondering where to put all the people. We were wondering, got more people were getting saved than we knew how to handle. Can anybody imagine that with me? It's kind of happening already. Just let me tell you, you're not going to have to imagine it in 2024. One of the things that's going to happen is God's going to save more people than we're ready for. I look around just the sanctuary this morning. I told my wife we're up here worshiping. I look back, and my mom always told me never to look back in church, but I do it all the time. Um, I look back, and I told Alexa, I said, there's just a ton of people out there that I don't even know. And I still feel like I can know everybody. And I'm still going to try to know everybody. If I don't know you yet, I'm coming after you to learn who you are. God is sending people already, but he's going to do more of that in 2024. I want you to imagine it up where that more people are coming than we know what to do with. We've got to add services, add parking lot, all kinds of things. All that stuff's going to happen, and we're excited about it. Just imagine with me, we were in a season of revival when God was sending more people than we knew what to do with. And in the middle of that season, just imagine one Sunday morning, Pastor Greg and I are walking into the church, and out there on the front porch, there sits on the ground a man who is lame. He's unable to walk, and he's sitting there on the porch asking for help and money for the people that come in. And just imagine Greg and I walk up to him and say, in the name of Jesus, get up. And we grab him by the hand and pick him up, and God heals his legs and then he starts running around the church shouting, I was lame, but now I can walk. And we just break out into a revival because there's a major healing of something that we've never seen before. Can anybody imagine that? Just imagine that it creates a stir out in Henderson County so our enemies come and they get charges against Pastor Greg and I and they get us put in jail. Imagine that. And all of a sudden, you hear Andy and Greg are in jail. Your first words should not be, what did they do? <laughs> but we're in jail, and you guys go to praying. At the jail, now, I don't think this is happening in Henderson County, but just imagine with me. At the jail, they tell us, okay, we don't have anything to hold you on. We're going to let you go. So get out of here, but don't preach anymore. How many of you think Greg and I are going to be right back at church the very next Sunday or the very next Thursday? We're going to be right back here. How many of you think we're going to have a better service than we had the week before because God wrought the victory and God's going to pour out something good on us? How many of you think we'll get together and pray? 
what would we pray? Now, let's just be honest about it. I might be tempted to pray, God, get them. Am I the only one? Have you ever been oppressed by your enemies and you're kind of like, God, strike them? Anybody? Before you get too holy out there, you might want to read the Psalms. There's some Psalms, if you like to know these kind of things, they're called imprecatory Psalms. And they're essentially Psalms where the psalmist writes and said, God, strike my enemies. Boy, sometimes when I'm praying, I want to go back to those Psalms and say, show them, Jesus, get them. I might pray that. I might pray very churchy prayers. Now, I'm going to see who all the old school church people are here today. You ever prayed for traveling mercies? Any old school church, raise your hand if you know what that is. If you don't, that's an old school church way. They'd say, we're going on a trip. Pray for traveling mercies. That means for Jesus to keep us safe. I might pray an old church prayer called, anybody heard of the hedge of protection? Anybody ever prayed that? Lord, put a hedge of protection around me. I'd hear that prayed, and I thought, man, I need more than a bush between me and the devil. I want a wall. I want bulletproof armor between me and the devil, not a hedge. I might pray one of those old school prayers. I'm sure I'd be tempted to say, God, get them. God, deliver us from our enemies. God, vindicate our cause. Here's what I've learned, friends. The early church didn't pray that way. And I want to pray like they did. If I want to see the results that they had, and I do, then I need to pray like they prayed. Here's what they prayed, Acts chapter 4, verses 29 and 30. They said, and now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This is a prayer that amazes me. It is nothing like the prayer I might have prayed and you might have prayed. In this prayer, they said three things that I want us to say during this period of fasting. We're going to pray and fast together one meal a day at least until January 24th. We're going to meet here on Wednesday night, January 24th, everyone who will, and we're going to have a night of worship and prayer and we're going to take time, we're going to be in God's presence, and I believe we're going to see miracles here on January 24th. I'm believing God for it. They prayed three things, and I want us to pray the same three things. Number one, they said, Lord, hear their threats. They did not gloss over the fact that they were being persecuted. They addressed it. They talked to God about it. They didn't pray for revenge, justice, or even deliverance from their enemies. They simply said, God, hear their threats. It's so easy to get distracted and afraid when we see things going on around us. It's so easy to see things happening on the news and say, God, what's happening in our land? Now, we had another school shooting this week. I'm so thankful that there are men and women of God who are praying over the Henderson County Public Schools. We've seen more of uh, suicide of teenagers. There's been far too much of that in our community recently. Can I give you some good news on that, though? God's still up to something. 
we are privileged through the donation of some generous people to be able to partner uh, with a couple of organizations. And on March 18th, there's a film coming of a young lady who attempted suicide and God miraculously saved her and has given her a ministry of speaking to teenagers all around the country. And she shares her story and how she came out of that. And they've made it into a movie. That movie is going to be shown across the Henderson County Public Schools on March 18th. All our teenagers in public school are going to see that film. And here's what's really cool. You ready for this? We were able, through some generous gifts, we were able to partner to actually bring this young lady here to Henderson County. And that night at Blue Ridge Community College, she's going to be in person sharing her story. Amen. That's just incredible. I'm believing lives are going to be saved on March 18th. If you would like to help with this, they're looking for counselors and helpers with this. And the spots are filling up quickly. They may be gone already. I want you to go to a website called lightthenight828.com lightthenight828.com and you can be a part of this and you can help with this but do like Jesus said what you do you better do quickly because it's filling up fast all right when you look around and see things like this it's easy to get discouraged you know what you got to do when you look around and you see the news and you hear what's going on you know what you need to do God look at this God, I believe there was a surrender of this to God when they prayed about it. Have you ever just come to God and said, God, this is tough right now, but I'm just going to take this and I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to let the news around me depress me. I'm simply going to say, God, look at this. Here it is. You ever fall down and scrape your knee when you were a kid? You ever fall down and knock a tooth out when you were a kid? You ever fall down and do something? My first word out of my mouth when I was a baby was mama. I just wanted mama to look at it. Any of you got kids like that? Now, I never said dad. And I know why now, because I'm a dad. My kids come to me with something. I'm, you all right. You're not hurt. Quit crying. Mama, though, was like one little scratch. Boy, she saw it. And something about just knowing that Mama saw it made me feel better. Am I the only one? There's something about just holding a situation up to God and saying, God, look at this, that makes me know he's got it in his control. I can hang on to it and I can worry about it and I can struggle with it and I'll go down, down, down and get more depressed and more depressed. Or I can simply say, God, look at this. God, hear this. Can we just simply say to God in our fast, God, hear the threats that are all around us. God, look at what's going on in our nation. Look at the struggles in our community. God, look at the drug addiction. Look at the teen suicide. Look at the struggles that are in our land. God, look here at Henderson County. Look at Western North Carolina and see the needs and surrender them to him. 
you're going to get in this battle, I'm going to tell you something you've got to learn and I've got to learn. I've got to learn to walk in it but give my burdens to God so that I don't get overwhelmed by them. Yeah. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor Andy. Love that. Go. First thing they said, hear their threats. The second thing they prayed, give us boldness. Give us boldness. I love the boldness of the early church. They'd just been commanded under threat of law not to preach the gospel. And they said, God, give us boldness to do the very thing that just became illegal. Help us preach when they commanded us not to preach. We don't live in a day in our community, at least here, where it's illegal to preach the gospel. There are people around the world and places around the world where it's illegal to proclaim your faith. We don't have that day here. But if that day ever comes, I'm going to tell you what we're going to say. We're going to say with the early church, we ought to obey God rather than men. When the laws of the land go against the laws of God, we follow the laws of God and the principles of the kingdom of God first. And they did that. They said, God, we know it's going to take boldness. Serving Jesus will get you in trouble. My favorite pastor, he's in heaven now, Adrian Rogers said, Jesus didn't come to get you out of trouble. He came to get in trouble with you. What does it mean, Pastor, to be bold in our faith? Well, some of you, I, some of you don't need to get any more bold. <laughs> or you need to redefine boldness. Have you ever, excuse me, but have you ever run into a Christian jerk? They call themselves Christians. I'm not sure. There are people who call themselves Christians that I'm not sure have gotten in touch with the true heart of Jesus. All right. They're right about everything. And you got to see everything exactly as they do or you're out. Can I tell you a little something about them? They were jerks before they came to church. Oh, I know that sounds very unkind, but I'm really trying to help you here. They were that way. They like being right about everything, and they've just kind of taken Christianity on as another way to be right. Okay. If that's you, then you need to dog yourself back a bit. Not everybody wants your opinion. Not everybody needs your opinion. You're not right about everything. Neither am I. Amen. So if you feel like you need to post your opinions on social media all the time, please stop. We're tired of it. And people are unfollowing you. That was a great day when on Facebook I learned you don't have to unfriend someone to unfollow them. Yes. Meaning I don't have to say you're out, but I can simply say between me and Facebook, I'm not looking at that anymore. Hallelujah. You're learning all kind of good stuff here this morning. Social media tips and everything. <laughs> if you're that kind of person, please dial it back. We're asking for holy boldness, not sanctimonious, self-righteous boldness. Amen. We're asking for a holy boldness, and holy boldness knows when to be humble. It's good stuff this morning. But for the rest of us, we need to step out a little more often and step into more boldness than we've experienced. And I know that's true for me. Sometimes I miss God because I hesitate. 
Sometimes I miss God because I don't want to do the wrong thing. Any, any of you like me, I'm, I'm very careful. I don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. Anybody else, I hope that's you. Could I see your hands? Can I tell you all something? Sometimes in our attempt not to do the wrong thing, we fail to do the right thing. Sometimes I've been so careful not to overstep a boundary or not to say something that I was thought was going to hurt somebody's feelings or not step out and make the conversation uncomfortable. I wanted to be so comfortable and I wanted to be so nice that I failed to step up and say sometimes what needed to be said. Some of us here need to dial it up. We need to stop caring so much what people think of us. Young people, can I tell you something? This is one of the wonderful gifts of growing older. I'm not old, but I'm older. Every year that passes, I care less what people think. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And I got a ways to go. I'll see you back here in 10 years if you can still stand it. Your filter goes down a bit, and you have to watch it. But if I could go back and do my life over, I've thought about this a lot, I would step out and take more chances and be bolder in my faith than I was. What does it mean to be bold? It's that you don't wait for a feeling. You act when you know it's right. You step in. I've been trying this new thing. They say it's good for my health. And, and it's cold showers. And I mean cold. As cold as I can get it. They say it's really good for you. And I'll be honest with you. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> but after you get out, you feel really good. Because it's over i got to be honest with you, I'm not sure it's working yet, but I'm up to like two minutes now. I started with 30 seconds, and I'm up to two minutes. I'm shivering now just thinking about it. I was in there the other day, and my wife was in the bedroom. I came out, I said, I did the cold shower thing again. She said, I heard you. <laughs> it sounds like <gasps> something like that. Check back with me and see if I'm still doing it. But I'm going to tell you something about it. You can't ease into it. you got to get in. You can't put your toe in and then your leg in and ease in. You'll never get in. You've got to say, I put the timer on. Yeah, i got my stopwatch on because I want out as soon as I can. When that timer hits, I'm like, oh, here I am. Here's what I've learned. You cold shower, but you came to hear this, didn't you? 18 seconds. I feel like I'm dying for 18 seconds. For about the next 10, I'm thinking, I might survive this. After about a minute, I'm thinking, I can do this. Boldness is that way. It's the first 10 seconds that are the hardest. Then you start thinking, I can do this. And then you're walking in boldness. What does boldness actually mean? It means to speak up when it's easier to be silent. 
It means to pray for people in the moment. Now, I'm gonna, we're going to do this at Upward, and I'm just going to tell you the kind of people we're going to become. We already are that, but this is going to turn up in 2024. We're going to be a church body that prays for people. In the moment. Here's what's going to happen. By the end of 2024, when you get ready to leave church and get to your car, you're going to have to walk around 15 people praying for each other. Not because we programmed it, but because it's spontaneous. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. As you pray for boldness over these next several days, don't miss an opportunity to pray for someone. Do you mean in public? Won't that be awkward? For 18 seconds. Just jump in. When someone comes to you, you're a Christian, right? You have Jesus in your heart. He wants to bless people. He wants to help people. He wants to heal sick people. We're getting there in just a sec. When someone comes to you and says, man, I feel terrible, I'm sick, say, could I pray for you? And then pray for them. It doesn't have to be a big production. It doesn't have to last 15 minutes. Some of you are scared to death of this, and I'm so glad because that's what bold moves are all about. Get in that shower. Get in that cold water. And just pray simply, Jesus, you don't have to have big words. Just say, Jesus, I pray for this person. And I ask you to show them how much you love them by healing their bodies. Amen. God will heal people. I said, God will heal people. That leads me to the next part of their prayer. God, hear their threats. God, give us boldness. And then they said this, Lord, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand with what? With healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Their prayer in response to persecution was, God, heal sick people. I love the early church. You put them in jail, they're like, game on. It's time we realize we're on offense, not defense. We have the ball. We're shrinking back. Oh, the world's getting worse. You got the football in your hand. Run. Knock something down. Oh, I don't have time, but I'm going to take it. Bear Bryant was recruiting a guy. Any of you Auburn fans, forgive me for mentioning Bear Bryant, but great coach. Bear Bryant was, was a recruiter. He was training a recruiter to go out and find people to play football. And he sat the guy down. He said, you're going to go see this high school football game, and, and uh, you're going to see this kid that gets knocked down, and he just quits first time. 
He said, we don't want that kid, do we, coach? He said, no, we don't want him. He said, but you're going to see another kid that he's in there and you're watching to see his talent. He gets knocked down once and gets up. He gets knocked down a second time, but after about the second hit, he's done. Yeah, I said, we don't want that kid, do you, coach? He said, nope. He said, then you're going to see a kid. He gets knocked down, he gets up. He gets knocked down again, he gets up. At the end of the game, he's still getting knocked down and he's still getting up. And the recruiter said, that's the guy we want, coach, isn't it? He said, no, you idiot. We want the guy who's knocking them down. <laughs> I love that story. Why don't you be the one that's knocking things down? Instead of getting knocked down by this world, let's knock down some devils. Amen? I'm tired of sitting back worrying about what's going on around me. I want to be a part of changing what's going on around me. And we can do that. They said, Lord, heal the sick. Now, some people say the days of signs and wonders are over. They're not. The Bible doesn't say that. Some people say when the Bible was completed that we don't need miracles anymore. Whew, boy, do we ever need miracles in our day. Signs and wonders follow the preaching of the Word of God. I want you to notice this. The first thing they said, give us boldness to preach. And as we share your word, may signs and wonders come. They don't come to vindicate us. They don't come to validate us. They don't come to grow our ministry or to grow our church. They come to show people that God is real. And we're seeing some of them. I recently spent some time, I got two to tell you real quick. I spent some time with a young man in our church and he was telling me about a myriad of allergies he had. This and this and that and the other and he'd had them for a long time. And I told him, I said, man, why don't we pray for God to heal you of those? I said, I'm going to start praying. He said, I'm in. About a month later, he called me. He said, you've been praying for me? I said, yep. He said, I went to the doctor, and they've told me that they tested me, and they don't think I'm allergic to shellfish anymore. One down, 50 to go. He told me in March, I'm going to the doctor's office and eat shellfish. I've never had shrimp at the doctor's office before. Now, in case you think I'm just scrolling my phone uselessly, I want to give you another one. We pray for people to be healed Thursday night. We're going to do that again today. I got this text. Andy, I've had lower back issues for a long time. I've learned to live with it, and I've learned what I can and can't do over the years. Last night when you were praying, every time you used the words health, sickness, illness, I substituted my back. I prayed aloud your prayers. When I got in the car, I noticed my lower back conformed to my seat. I didn't think much of it until I got home. I've not been able to lean over, only to a certain point, bending both knees and leaning over. Over the last 24 hours, I've been able to do things I've not been able to do for several years. I don't have words to express how I'm feeling, and I can't quit crying. I'm so overwhelmed because I had resigned myself to being confined to this body with a bad lower back. God, stretch forth your hand. Show your power.
Western North Carolina is in for some God's miraculous power. It's going to come out of upward. It's going to come out of other churches. Amen. God's pouring out his spirit. And he's not looking for, oh, goodness, I'm going to get in trouble. He's pouring out his spirit on some people who don't even believe it's possible. He's not looking for perfect doctrine in order to manifest. He's looking for a heart that's clean and open before him. So it's not just the Pentecostals going to get this. It's the Baptists and the Methodists and the Presbyterians. It's all of us. Let's pray. Lord, hear their threats. Lord, grant us boldness. Lord, show your power. Heads bowed and eyes closed really quick. I'm going to ask deacons to come on up. I'm going to ask our pastors and their spouses to come on up too. And I want you all to stand across the front here today. Come on. We're doing it a little different this morning. That's okay. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, we're not going to embarrass you as always. Say, Pastor, today's my day to say yes to Jesus. Today's my day to say yes to him. I want to ask you really quick. Can I see your hand really quick if that's you? I'm saying yes to Jesus. Saying yes to Jesus. Anybody here this morning? Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let me say, Pastor, I want to be bold in 2024. I want this holy boldness that you're talking about. Can I see your hands right now? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I want to pray right now for those saying yes to Jesus. Pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me, for giving your life that I might have life. And today in Jesus' name, I say yes to you. I receive you as my Savior and as my Lord. And from this day forward, I'm all yours. I'm all yours. Amen. Can we celebrate and stand up this morning? Stand on up. I felt a little inspiration to add one thing to the fast. Cold showers on top of the olive. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. God done something in your heart today? He has. Sometimes you don't know till you get out of here what he's done. Like the lady that got to the parking lot and got home and said, wow, I pray for those on you. Let me bless you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your people with such a sense of your presence and nearness. God, I feel led today just bless people who've looked for guidance in other things. Maybe a crystal, maybe a horoscope. Maybe something, God, that just leads them down a path of hopelessness and darkness. Jesus, I pray you'll break that power off of their lives in Jesus' name. And that your presence, your voice, your Holy Spirit will be so close as they follow you. That they'll see you are the source that they've been looking for. Father, any of us that have been looking into what Jeremiah called empty cisterns without water. May we find the true source of life, Jesus. I bless your people with that close presence in Jesus' name. Now I commission you in Jesus' name. Go out of this place and make Jesus known everywhere you go. Make his presence known. Amen. Love y'all so much. Thank you for being here today. Can't wait to see you again next week. You be blessed.